and I'm just going to minister in, out of Ephesians tonight. I, I, uh, I titled this, I don't know why I titled this, this. I kept saying I, I want to put a title. I always like to put a title to something. And so I just said, uh, God, I, I want to put a title. So I just put living it, living it. And, uh, and we're going to look at, first of all, Ephesians chapter 1. And I just want to read two verses, the first two verses, so you can see who this letter is written to. And uh, so uh, it says in verse 1, in the New Living Translation, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Who's it written to? The saints. So you can't say you ain't a saint. People say, well, I would never say I was a saint. Well, Paul did. Jesus did. Huh? Means you're godly. And also to the faithful in Christ Jesus. It said, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know that the book of Ephesians, as well as all the letters uh, of Paul that he wrote, was written to believers, Right? And we, you can almost look at it and think, well, he's, he's writing this to sinners. No, no, no. He's writing them to believers. Every one of these letters were written to the church, the body, those that were born again. I'll, I want to tell you this. Not only were they born again, they were spirit-filled, tongue-talking people. Amen? I'm telling you, Paul made sure everywhere he went, they were filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Even Peter and them did the same thing. They made sure the promise that they received on the day of Pentecost when they always was endued with power from on high, when the cloven tongues of the fire set upon each one of them, they all began to speak in the tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They made sure that everybody knew that experience was for them. Am I right? And that's what we need to do today. We need to uh, make sure that everybody that we know, you know, we God can lead us into however how we do it. And I know some people's got the idea of, well, it's for some, but it's not for others. Well, it says in Acts chapter 2 that that promises to you and your children, to your children's children, and to as many as are as far off. And he was talking about that experience on the day of Pentecost. And so, you know, we need to understand that people say, well, that's, uh, this, that's really not for, I've heard people say, well, it's for some, but not others. Well, then he's a respecter person, is all I can say. But, uh, thank God he respected me enough to let me have it. And he's respected you enough to let you have it. But that's not the way it works. It's for everybody that desires it. Amen. So we're going to go to Ephesians chapter four. And I'm going to, I'm going to minister as far as I can on this whole chapter. And I'm going to do it, uh, Teresa, in the New Living Translation. I like the way it read and, and uh, kind of an exp- explanation in it kind of explains some things or says some things in a way that I think it might be a little helpful to our understanding. And uh, as I was studying today and just seeking for tonight, and, and this is where God took me, and so this is where I'm going to take you. It says in verse 1, it says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Now, he wasn't talking about just certain individuals. He was talking about all that was reading this letter. He said, listen to me, you're all called. You're called for a purpose. There's a reason you're here. There's a reason you're in the body of Christ. There's a reason you're on the planet. Amen. Amen? I mean, whether people reach their destiny or not is not up to God. It's up to them. God's already called all of us, and that's why he said, for many are called, but few are chosen. We could say it like this, many are called, but few answer the call. And so, but many do that do answer the call realize that when Paul said this, he said, I want you to lead a life worthy of your calling, of what God's called you to be. 
Listen to what he said. Always be humble and gentle. Always be humble or humble, ever how you want to say that, humble and gentle. Always be humble and gentle. Is that is his humility important? The Bible said God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I'm telling you, God, He wants you to lead, uh, be humble and gentle. If you're humble, you can be gentle. If you're prideful, you're arrogant. Anyway, it says, be, listen to this, be patient with each other. What? Anybody ever lost your patience with anybody? Don't raise no hands, don't look at me, don't shake, don't point, don't nudge. Huh? We, that's one thing we need to say, God, I thank you that I have patience. Say it with me. Father, thank you that you give me patience. Well, that was almost begrudgingly that y'all said that. <laughs> Let's say it like we mean it. Father, thank you that you give me patience. Now, I'll make that confession over me right now, too. He says, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Making allowances. Here's, he's letting us know everybody's got its issues and everybody has faults. And he said, you got to be patient and gentle with people because if you're not, you're just going to get upset all the time. Right? right? You know, we can always operate in patience. Patience, have you ever heard the statement, patience is a virtue? Well, virtue means power. I want you to know that. Patience is a power in our lives, and none of us can actually go around and say, well, I, I, God just, when he was passing out patience, he left me out. Well, I'm sorry to tell you. Well, I'm happy to tell you. I'm, I don't mean I'm sorry to tell you. I'm happy to tell you. The Bible says one of the fruit of the Spirit is, uh-oh, uh-oh, bingo, got you. Huh? Sometimes we're always telling God, I can't do this, or I don't, I don't have that in me to do that. When God says, no, 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 you don't understand. I put everything that you have need of in you to be a witness and a light wherever you go and to love people and to care about people even as I care about them and I love them. You just got to exercise it. You just got to operate in it. Amen. He says, so you got to understand people have faults and, and not everybody's as perfect as me, me and you, but praise God, we've got to bear with them. Listen to what it says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, capital S, Holy Ghost, binding yourselves together with peace. I'm going to tell you, God wants unity in His body. Amen? Did you know the world needs to see the body unified? The world needs to see it. They don't need to see people always at each other's throats. Isn't it sad that church people fight like cats and dogs sometimes? It is sad. Huh? Well, if there's going to be a cat fight, we need to step aside. Huh? I've had people come to this church before and walk into the church and mad when they, and when I, and not, not be here too many times, come every now and then and walk out there and say, I tell you what, I can't stay in this church. I said, why can't you stay in that church? Because them people sitting over there, I don't like. Well, all I can say is bye. Huh? Because with that attitude, you don't need to be here anyway. Because you have no purpose in loving nobody. You have no incentive about you to love nobody and to forgive anybody. So the best thing you can do is go find somewhere they're not here that they might can help you if you're not sitting in there seeing them. Is anybody in church? Yes, we're here. 
But the best thing to do for them to go over there and sit right next to him and say, you know, I forgive you and whatever we've done, whatever took place, I'm going to get this right between me and you because there's no way God can do anything in my life as long as I hold this against you. God cannot bless me. He cannot answer my prayers. He cannot do anything in my life as long as I hold a grudge against you. So I'm just going to ask you to forgive me right now. You say, but what if I didn't do anything wrong? It's all right. Sometimes you have to ask forgiveness for something you didn't think was wrong or uh, whatever just to go ahead and break some kind of yoke that the devil's trying to put on you. Hallelujah. You say, how'd you get all that out of that? I don't know. United. He wants us united. Amen. Praise God. I know I don't. uh, I'll just be honest with you. I don't like everybody. Now, I'm not talking about nobody here. Now listen, let me tell you, there's a difference in liking and loving. There, there's a total different scenario here. You can not, not like somebody but love them. Can, can you even grasp that in your mind? I mean, you just don't, you, you just don't hit it off with them. You, you don't like some of the things. You don't like the way their demeanor and stuff like this, but you love them because God's in you and He loves them. Amen. He said, for there's one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. He lets us know all of us are one. We're all one. We may not operate and function the same way, but we're all one. One of you may be a hand, an eye, nose, ear, whatever, but we're all a part of the body of Christ. And he said, we're all called in one glorious hope for the future. It says, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Guess what? Who's he living through? He's living through you and me. He's in us. He's a living and abiding in us. Now, he's talking to Christian people here. You know he is. However, he has given each of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended into the lower world, lowly world. And uh, of course, we know Jesus descended into the heart of the earth. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Glory, the whole universe is filled with Jesus. And everywhere you go, his presence goes. Amen. So he, that, that is, that's a, that's a, what a statement. The whole universe that he's filled with himself. Glory to God. So you can't say, well, I don't, that, that, that ought to mean to us, everywhere I go, I ought to be feeling his presence. I ought to know he's there everywhere I go while he's done filled the universe with himself. And bless, and on top of that, everywhere I go, he's there. If he wasn't there before I got there, guess what? He showed up when I got there. You said, oh, how good Jesus gets there before I do. No, he's going to get there right when you do. Right? But he's there. That's the important thing. Amen? Jesus will help you make it through. Amen? It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. He gave gifts unto men. He said he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. What did he give them as? Gifts. He gave them as gifts. You know what a gift is? It's a present. 
If you look that up in the, uh, it's the Greek, Hebrew's Greek, uh, the New Testament's the Greek, isn't it? No, uh, Old Testament's Hebrew. And if you look it up in the, in the Greek, it, it just simply means a present. A present. He gave presents to people. Anybody like getting presents? I like presents. I really do. I like them whether they come in a gift card, whether they come in a pie. I'm sorry, am I telling y'all what I love? No, no, never mind, I'm just kidding. I'm just But no, no, if we look at this, he said he gives presents to men and women. In other words, every apostle, every prophet, every evangelist, every pastor, and every teacher is a gift from God to us. Is a gift from God to us. You know, we may not like them all, and we may not uh, jihad with a lot of teaching and stuff like this, but if they're called by God and presented by God, they are a gift from God. Amen? Hallelujah. I love some preacher, and I like some preachers preaching better than I like others, and I listen to certain ones more than I listen to others, but if they're preaching the Word of God, I love the Word, and I respect and honor those ministers. All right? Listen to what it says. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. Their responsibility is to build people up, is to uh, equip people. That, that, that word equipping means to perfect. The word equipping means to perfect. It means to com- uh, it means complete furnishing. To equip us, to complete us in our furnishings to what we're called to do in God. And so God's called us to equip uh, to be equipped, or He's called ministers to equip us to do what? To do the work of the ministry, to, bu- to do the work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. To build up the church. It didn't say nothing about tearing it down. Right? It said to build it up. He goes on to say this, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith <clears throat> and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. How are we going to do that? By hearing the Word, by hearing what they're preaching, by, by receiving what they're giving to us. It said, by this doing this, we're going to come into the community, the unity of the faith and God's Son, and we will be mature in the Lord. And when the, most of the time when the Bible talks about us being perfect, it's literally talking about us being mature, growing up. Did you know the only one that can grow you up is you? Huh? The only way you can grow is by, is, is by, uh, by taking the nutrition that God gives us through His Word. And that's why He gave us the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is so they can teach us the Word of God. So it's important. It tells me it's important that we hear them. Right? That we hear them. And so by doing that, he says, you're going to mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. What's, 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 what's God's goal in our lives to get us to be like Him? Is that right? That's what he's telling here. He, I want you to be like Jesus. In fact, as He is, so are we in this world, the Bible says. And so he said, listen, he said, you got to put on the new man. And so he's telling us, he said, I want you to learn the word of God, hear these preachers, listen to what they got to say, so it will bring maturity in your life that you can show forth the glory of our God in this planet. Amen. Isn't that what he's, isn't that what God's concerned about? He's concerned about uh, a people. And I guarantee we're praying for all your loved ones here tonight at our prayer meeting. 
All the ones that you know that aren't serving God are backslidden, uh, uh, that's gone wayward. And uh, I'm telling you something, we're believing God before Jesus comes back, that your loved ones, my loved ones, everyone, they're going to get their hearts right with God. They're going to serve God, whether it's in this church or whether it's in another church or another city, state or whatever, they're going to serve God. Amen? Because God loves your family. Amen? We're to love them enough. You say, well, pastor, my family won't listen to me, but they'll listen to somebody else. That's why I said pray for God to send the labors across their pathway. Listen to me. If they won't listen to you, then pray for God to send somebody to them that they will listen to. Did you know some of you may be labors for my family? I may be a labor to your family. We don't know. We don't know how God puts us in positions. Puts us in those places of position that he he was talking about through Pastor Sam. He says he makes... uh, where did I quit, quit? I left off on 14. No, I'm going to 14. Okay. Then we will no longer be immature like children. Like children. You think there's any children in the body? Not only are children in the body, there's babies and toddlers in the body because the Bible says we start off as babes. Right? When you're born again, it don't matter if you're 50 years old, 60 years old, 100 years old, 20 years old or whatever. When you get born again, the Bible calls you a babe in Christ. You're just a baby. I've been through those pamper stage. How about y'all? I've been through that baby stage. Praise God. But I'm telling you what, I've been born again over 30-something years, and if I was still in that baby stage, something's wrong with me. Huh? I consider myself a little more mature than I was back in 1978 when I met Jesus. But the thing about it is, he said, that we won't be tossed uh, immature like children and we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. That we may not be blown around by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. He says, listen to me. He said, I want you to be so wise in the Word of God that you will not be deceived. One of the things that Jesus said would happen in the last days, that people would be deceived. He said, in fact, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived by what? False teaching, false prophets, all these things that are coming upon the earth. So we need to decide, listen, I'm going to learn the Word of God that nobody's going to lead me astray. Isn't that what he's telling us? He said, you listen to him. You, you, you get a hold of the teaching, uh, teaching of the gospel instead of chasing every new fad that's out there. Huh? Listen, if it don't, if it's not in the word, you don't need to believe it. Am I right? Now listen to me. I'm not saying just because you don't understand what they're saying, you don't need to believe it. Because there's a lot of times when people's teaching something that's new to us, it don't make any sense to our mind, but yet if it's in the Bible and it's in the Scriptures, we need to make some adjustments in our own thinking. Am I right? We should not be so, so think we're so smart that nobody can teach us. The Bible says children will lead them. Huh? How would you like for a child to come up here and give you a prophecy and, and prophesy to you and start speaking the Word of God? You say, hey, listen to that little, 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 little thing there. Huh? I would. I would. Man, I listened to my granddaughter when she was a little bitty girl. When she'd make certain statements, I'd listen. I, I not, not that what she was saying uh, was being led by the Spirit of God, but the thing about it is, uh, we've heard when Sydney was just a baby, we should tell Stacy one time, sitting in the back of the car, she looked at her mom and said, we need to sing more about the Father. 
I mean, just as a baby, little bitty girl. Huh? I remember me and Linda was just going to go to uh, somewhere, fly off somewhere and go. I don't remember where we was going, but we was going, where, where was it? Idaho. And uh, we was going and we was at the Dairy Queen sitting in there and Sydney started crying. I said, Sydney, what's wrong? She said, well, I don't, I don't, here's, here's how she put it. She said, I don't want y'all to die. I said, hold on. What do you mean? She we was getting on a plane. She was scared that plane would crash with us. So my ears got open. I'm thinking, are you trying to tell me something? Because <laughs> I ain't ready to die myself. And so, I mean, I'm ready, I'm prepared, but I'm not ready. Let me put it that way. I, I still got too much to do. But my ears perked up. My, and, of course, I didn't feel that same sense of uh, urgency in my own heart. Now, if God would have spoke to my heart and said, don't get on that plane, guess what? I'm not getting on that plane. Uh, you, you know, you got to listen to God. you got to listen to the voice of God. You've got to listen to the voice of God because I'm telling you, life or death could depend on it. I remember uh, 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 Ted uh, giving us a story about... Uh, Glenn Smith and his wife, they were the starter and the founders of his church. And, uh, he said a couple, a guy had an airplane and, and, uh, uh they had called, uh, Glenn and, and, and Smith up and said, we want you to fly. I think it was to Colorado or something like that. We want you to go to this meeting with us and we want to, we want to pick y'all up. We want to fly y'all with us. And they said, they said, Glenn and, uh, Ann told, told him, they said, when they, when he got the time, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, don't go. Don't go. Don't go on that plane. So they called him back and said, we just got something in our spirit that's telling us not to get on that plane and not to go on that plane. And so they they called another couple up and uh, asked them to go. I don't know why I'm telling this. Uh, tell, asked them to go, and uh, they did the same thing. The Holy Ghost spoke up inside, don't get on that plane, don't fly. There's something wrong, don't go. And so they didn't go either. And uh, so he took his son and his girlfriend, they got them, and they flew and crashed right into a, a mountain and killed them all. Did you know, can I tell you this? I guarantee God was telling that man the same thing. Some listened, some didn't. You could blame God all day long and say, well, I tell you what, God, we don't understand why this happened. We don't want, listen, because somebody wouldn't listen to God. Somebody wouldn't listen to God. And so, you know, we got it. And th- this is not to get y'all concerned and worried and start talking, oh my God. Am I supposed to do this? Listen, God has a way to speak to your heart that you know it's Him. Am I right? God can get to your heart and tell you it's Him without you trying to live every day. Oh my God, do I need to go to Walmart today or not? Do I need to go to Waco or what? Honey, listen to me. Unless God tells me not to go, I'm going. Anyway, that's all free. I don't even know why I got off on that. By not being deceived and not being tricked. It's something that sounds like the truth. Praise God. Listen, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be so close to the truth that, that you've got to, you've got to be keen to the Spirit of God. Because how, how in the world is somebody going to deceive us when we're Bible scholars, or we listen to the Bible, we read the Bible, God, because they're going to have something so, look so much like the truth that we're going to have to analyze it by the Holy Ghost. And we're going to have to listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. <clears throat> I'm running out of time. I may not even get through with this chapter. Uh, it says, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of His body, the church. We will speak the truth in love. Listen, the truth has got to be declared out of our mouths. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow 
so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Isn't that what God's desire is? That we're all healthy, that we're all growing, and that we're full of love. By this they'll know that you're my disciples, by the love that you show one to another. Love is very important for the recognition of the body of Christ. You say, I know them by the love that they show. They're awful nice and kind, and they walk in love. And it talks about the whole body being what? Healthy. The whole body being healthy and growing and full of love. Healthy. You know, I don't think it's just talking about physical. He's talking about spiritual health. Did you know you can be spiritually healthy? You can be spiritually healthy. God wants us to be spiritually healthy and growing. Notice it said growing. Not have grown, but growing. Because growth is a process in the kingdom of God that I don't believe will ever reach the full maturity for eternity. I think we're constantly going to be growing. And especially while we're here on the earth, we are to be growing every single day. Did you know every scripture you put into your heart, that's a growth spurt? Every time you hear the word of God, you're growing. You're maturing. You're, you're not being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, everything that comes up, or this new thing or that new thing. Praise God, you just stay steady with the Word of God, steady with what the Bible says, and you say, I'm, I, listen, I'm not going to judge that individual, I'm not going to condemn that one person, but bless God, I am going to judge what he's saying by the Word of God, and I'm going to follow the Scriptures, and if it's not lining up with the Scriptures, I'm not talking about how we uh, interpret them, uh, I'm talking about how the Holy Ghost leads us in it. Did you know the Holy Ghost knows how to interpret the Scriptures? Praise God. I've heard a lot of uh, people minister different things in different ways, and I got something out of all of them, but they all lined up in the Bible, all lined up with the Word. I'm fixing to quit. How much more do I like in this? A lot. Let me read a couple of more verses. We'll do communion. It says, With the Lord's authority I say this, Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Don't live any longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Tells me God does not want you confused. He don't want you saying, well, I, this is, I, I, I just get so messed up. Have you ever listened to something and get messed up worse than you did before you started? He said, I just don't understand that. I've listened to people before and I'm thinking, I'm jacked up. Anybody got jacked up listening to, listen to somebody preaching because you can't, you can't cipher it through your mind. You're trying, you're trying, you're trying to get it all here and it's going to have to be ciphered right here in your heart. And I know we all have. You said, man, I can't listen to that. I get all jacked up. I got, I thought I was going to, of course, when I, when I started, first started getting started in all this, I wanted, I wanted to learn everything I can. I wanted to listen to all these preachers. So I went and bought all of Jack Hayford's Bible lessons. Anybody know who Jack Hayford is? You got to be smart to listen to Jack Hayford. I'm talking about you got to have a dictionary to listen to Jack Hayford. And uh, he's very intellectual, but he also was the was the uh, the author and all of the new uh spirit new new King James spirit-filled life bible, which is what I I preach out of and what I have. But the thing about it is, I started reading those things and I got frustrated. Because I couldn't understand nothing he was saying. 
You know what I did with them? Put them in a box. You know how many times I've read them? Zero. I had to have somebody simpler. Anybody ever felt like, could you make this a little simple? So then he called me. How simple can you get? <laughs> to make it easy. Make it easy for me, Jesus. And he did. He just started making it easy for me. I started listening to people that was, you know, that, you know let me tell you something. Kenneth e. Hagen was deep, but simply deep. Anybody ever heard of him, read any of his books? I've got all his books. Listened to, uh, you know, uh, went through his correspondence course. Me and Linda both did through Rama and all such as that. And I'm telling you, that man could make it so simple, but yet to be so deep. You know what? If that, does that make any sense to you? I mean, you think that the, he, I can understand that. I know what he's saying. He preaches faith so simple. You, you'd have to have a theologian to help you misunderstand it. Huh? Man, so I started getting a hold of these guys that, that, that their, their messages were profound, but they were simply profound, if that makes any sense. I wanted something that I could grab hold of and not trying to figure out what in the world are they talking about. Just give it to me, like give it just, just simple. And I'm telling you something, God, listen, if He made it so complicated we could never understand it, none of us are going to grow. So he wants it to be simple, not a hard thing. Did you know when you read the Word of God, there's certain books in the Bible I read, and I'm just shaking my head, oh my God, I can't even pronounce these names, much less get at what he's talking about. But through the process of time and through the process of growing, the more complicated or the more uh, uh, intellectual, I could say, ministers, I, I have a tendency to be able to understand them better. You see what I'm saying? Because of my growth. Because I grew up. Man, I was a baby Christian. I couldn't understand anything Jack Hayford was doing. But anyway, he's a great man of God. But the intellectuals need a preacher too. Not saying you aren't intellectual, by the way. So, <laughs> Are you trying to call us dumb? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying we just need, sometimes we just need simple. I mean, I preach the longest watching Looney Tunes. Just got my messages off of them uh, cartoons. I love practicing Popeye and, and uh, Sylvester and all such as that. And God would show me messages in that. And I said, woohoo, I got it. Anyway, God's good, isn't he? Thank you, Jesus, for this word tonight. I'll just finish this next next Wednesday or so. Prayers, 
everybody doing their part, it helps the other parts grow. True, true, so it does. Then when everybody's doing their own special work so that the whole body is healthy, it you doing what you're called to do in this body, in this local body, it causes this body to be healthy. I mean, if you're catcher, uh, usher, uh, sound people, uh, projector people, whatever you do, it causes us to be a healthy body, growing and full of love. I'm, I just sat there and kept reading that over and reading that over, and then he just showed me Frank just doing, but as as an example. But as each one does his own special work, because anything we do for Jesus, it's special. Amen. It is. So it is. It helps, the, it helps us grow. We help each other grow that way. I thought, that's a loaded scripture. It, it truly is. Right. It's a, it helps the other parts grow. Well, I'm a part. Yes. So Frank helps me grow. You guys yes. help me grow. Yes. And so uh, for a body to be healthy, and he is talking about a body as a whole. He's not just talking about a body as an individual. He's talking about a body as a whole. And so Word of Life Family Worship Center is a part of the body. It's not the whole body, right. but it's the body that God has put us a part of and uh, we can be a healthy, growing church. That's that's just not uh, uh, just not growing just individually, but growing in numbers as a church. More people coming and being added to the church as we flow together and grow together. Amen. And full of love. I like that. Full of love, because everything we do for God needs to be done out of love. Amen. Everything we do ought to be inspired by and flow out of the spirit of love in our lives. Because any, listen, if you're doing the, the camera, the projector, the soundboard, the catching, the ushering, the taking up, the praise and worship, whatever we're doing, it ought to be done through the avenue of love. Amen. Praise God. And I, I appreciate that. That's good. Amen. Well, Father, we do love you. And we thank you for the word of God that's instilling growth in our lives to call us to expand and grow individually and as a body. We love you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.